What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of United We Nerd. This is another review episode, and we're so excited to be here with you guys. Today, we had to get this in. We both, all three of us, love this so much that we we had to get together and talk about episode one of The Last of Us. And as always, I'm here with my two amazing co-hosts, Joel, Acoustic Avenger. How you doing today, bud? Well, also here, Brian. How you doing, Brian? How we doing? Marcelo. Yes. I, Talk to me, baby. Ever since Monday morning, is which yeah. when I saw this, I've been living on fucking ecstasy right now. Have you rewatched it since then? Oh, uh, I have been I've been rewatching it through the, the pleasure of other review videos. So I've pretty mm-hmm. much I've pretty much rewatched it like six times. Damn. Well, let me tell you, I watched the episode, all help went loose, and then I was kind of calming down after everything happened here. And then, of course, I pull up my phone and look at the news, and it's like real fungus from The Last of Us exists in real life. And I'm just like, yeah, here we go. Here we go. It's going to happen, guys. You, you, you 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 had your own little crisis yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's all good. You know, we had a little little gas leak, natural gas leak here in the house, and uh, we got it figured out quickly, and and uh, we're good today. Yesterday, I could have crawled into a ball because it was pretty crazy, but we're good. We're here talking about our our daddy, Pedro Pascal, and uh, yeah, I'm super excited to get into this with you guys just because I think we all had a very similar reaction to it. Um, and I know we're all looking forward to what this season is going to bring. Hell yeah. <laughs> Dude, just shout out to Pedro Pascal for pretty much, I feel like 2023 is going to be his year. Because he, he has just been the, the, the poster child for every, like, awesome thing that's been happening in, in, like, streaming or just, like, in TV in general. So I feel like this year is, like, Diego's year. Diego. Oh, sorry, not Diego. I'm oh sorry. no. Pedro Pascal, I'm sorry, because I keep getting mixed up because um another actor who did other awesome job in the show, yep. Gabriel Luna. When I hear Luna, I think of Diego, it's just like and I have the Star Wars connection because we just had Andor, but then we also just saw the trailer for season three of Mando. So everything is just melding mm-hmm. together. There's too many awesome things happening right now. But... Listen, the month the month of March belongs to Pedro, okay? We got Last of Us, we have The Mandalorian, and anything else he's in. That's right. Mm-hmm. Double trouble. All right. First of all, the budget for this show was huge. Oh. It was like open book, like blank check budget for this show. Oh shit! Really? So, so, and it shows. So I want to ask you, because this is an HBO project. Is it bigger than Game of Thrones? Yes. Really? Yeah, budget-wise, it is. I think it was bigger than House of Dragon. Wow, that's damn big, then. Holy shit! Yeah, so it was about ten to fifteen million per episode, Fuck. which for for uh you know hbo i mean it's not a it's not a huge shot but i think it was higher than 
Game of Thrones. So don't quote me on that because I'm just a guy Googling shit sometimes. <laughs> so, but so, yeah, I think, I think, you know what? I think the show, uh, just kind of initial impression, I think the show's going to be a lot more appealing to most than um, Game of Thrones. You know, as a big Game of Thrones fan myself, like, I think, I think the high fantasy really like throws people off, you know? But I think this is, America, this is 2023, like, it's zombies, you know, and of course, I just, I was talking to somebody about this earlier, uh, just about how much these zombies actually scare me compa in comparison to, like, something that we would get from, like, The Walking Dead, like, these zombies, or whatever they're called, I don't even know if they were they're referred to as zombies, I, I don't remember, No, but the fungus people the the flood the fun guys uh, you know it's uh, not too far off from the flood right right thought mm -hmm. but uh i just think i think i think this is going to resonate more i think people are going to like the more horror aspect of it um mm -hmm. and it was great i mean gosh i mean we'll get into it but man like this episode was beautiful to look at like mm -hmm. the uh, yeah, I, I just can't. Again, uh, this was one of those shows where I just really enjoyed every minute of it, and I can't wait to go back and uh, rewatch episode one. Mm -hmm. So, Joel, I'm actually very curious to get your opinion on this. Um, since you. So I know, like Marcellus told us this before we started recording, but you you're more familiar with the game through watching me play it, right? Yeah, that that's about it. Um, couple things here and there. Talked about it with a couple friends. Our friend Q watched the playthrough as well. Um, I saw your playthrough of two a little, but that's about it as far as my knowledge goes. I mean, I really enjoyed what I saw when you played it, and you played it kind of. I'm gonna say late. Like we both oh, like I, it was so. for me. Again, like Odyssey and God of War, it just wasn't spoiled for me. Thank God, because um, you know there's uh, some major shit at the end of the first game that I was like, "What? Like what? <laughs> like I, it blew me away." I was like, narratively, that was like ballsy as fuck. But um, yeah, but, yeah. And then, for full disclosure for me, I also actually haven't played this game. I have seen a lot of streamers, a lot of Let's Players, like Brian. I've I've, I've experienced this game through you. Mm -hmm. uh, I I'm not, I'm just not a fan of horror games. I'm not I don't like to be tense the whole time while I'm playing games. So it's like mm -hmm. I just feel more comfortable watching somebody else do it. No, for sure. Um, but because I've rewatched it from other people's like experience, like I I still retained a lot of what happened. So again, just like that first like 20 30 minutes of the show like when that tension is building mm -hmm. i was like oh shit this is just like what was happening in the game like almost the same uh -huh. you know no yeah and, and to your point um like even me i'm not like really into horror games either but i feel like last of us is that perfect blend of storytelling and also just it knows when to kind of throttle that kind of like like suspense thriller like segments and then really mm -hmm. kind of throw in a lot of like the deep character interaction um, and i thought it was really great uh not going to spoilers yet but it was just really cool to see 
what can happen when you have so many creative people all on the same page. Oh, I know. Like, you have... Oh. Um, I'm forgetting the director's name at the moment. Was it like Neil Brock Brookman, right? Well, the, he was the writer, too, right? Of the game? Of the game. Um, he executive Neil Druckmann. Produced, Neil Druckmann executive produced the show, and I believe he direct is going to be directing a few of the episodes as well. Mm-hmm. But there's an overall um, like lead director, and I'm trying to stall to find his name. I feel bad. Um, but yeah, the like the overall just like. I feel like it's just like a perfect storm of just creative minds colliding together and understanding their mission for this show. Definitely. This is one of those shows where you see like they were given the creative control to produce good content. Like nobody stepped in and said, let's HBO this up. Like, let's now nah, we need more sex. Yeah, you hear? Like we need wasn't a bunch of guys in the room smoking cigars, like making decisions about content they have no experience in. Not yet, letting, though. It's only one episode in, but... It's just letting them take control. Yeah, exactly. So hopefully they stick with the trend and, like, they avoid what you said, because we've seen that way too many times with HBO already, and especially Warner Brothers. So why don't we get into this episode? Let's talk about it, you know? Like... Like, how do you get, like, first of all, casting, of course, amazing. I think we have to agree that all the characters in this show, I think, were a really solid casting choice. Oh, sure. um, music, yeah. great. Uh, you know, I'm a big sucker for openings, and I thought the opening sequence was amazing with, like, the kind of that intro sequence was really cool. Uh, I don't know what to expect at first, you know? Because, you know, these it started to get hyped up more and more and more and more and more. And I was just like, all right, let's just hope it follows through. Because there's, again, there's been plenty of times where we've had, like, uh, a, uh, uh, a recreation of something like this. And we're just so disappointed, like like the Uncharted movie, you know? It's like, this is it. Mm-hmm. Like, this is what we want when we say we want video game adaptations. Mm-hmm. Um. So to get back to what I was saying earlier, the person I was trying to think of was Craig Mazin, is the other person that kind of was working in tandem with Neil Druckmann for the show. And what can I say? Um, are we going to spoilers yet? Or um, do you want to go like what we remember by just dive right in? Or I'll, I'll leave it up. How to, how, I'll... how much do you want to talk about this spoiler? <laughs> I guess I'll leave well... it up. For the, for the sake of safety, let's just say spoilers ahead. If you guys haven't seen episode one of The Last of Us, now's a good time to pause this, come back when you've watched it, let us know what you think, of course. And uh, again, spoilers are coming. Spoiler warning is enacted. Okay. You have been warned. So, having Craig and Neil, as well as just having a great team at HBO just to let them kind of like do their thing. I believe 
like a lot of people have been saying like oh this is the best video game adaptation ever made like it's really good um i think it, it i think as far as just like all an effort of the all-around production i believe it is the most tight knit of a lot of video game adaptations um is it the best we don't well we still have to see the other eight episodes that are coming down the season mm-hmm. um but so far like where do we be i guess should we just start from the beginning well hold on i just want to mention something okay um uh just so you know craig uh mazin also wrote scary movie three Oh. Scary Movie 4, Superhero Movie, The Hangover Part 2, Identity Thief with uh, uh, Jason Bateman and Melissa McCarthy, The Hangover Part 3, The Second Huntsman, and, and then switched immediately to, like, Chernobyl. <laughs> wow, what a fucking turn. <laughs> and, uh, and then The Last of Us. Yeah, um... Quick uh, sidebar: Chernobyl was uh, something Marcelo was telling me to watch forever, and uh, I finally got to it. That shit was incredibly well written and intense. So I think feeds in perfectly to this show. Mm-hmm. But just like it's always funny because you know people get like typecasted into these things. Like this guy wrote Scary Movie three and four, which are like the bad scary movies, right? Like they're just kind of stupid. But it's like. It's not that he's a bad writer, it's just that's kind of maybe that's what he was feeling like doing, you know? Like, fuck it, whatever. And now you also have to imagine, like, what position of because there's a lot of writers for a lot of productions, so you have to figure out, like, mm-hmm. what's his what's where is he in the pecking order as far as like those like credits are concerned? But yeah, yeah like, his last like big like main head credit was Chernobyl, and it's like, of course, he's gonna be headlining this show because fucking why it's it has the same flavoring especially the first scene which i thought was really well done uh for the show mm-hmm. um of just like the whole tv interview from like the mid 60s about yeah these, um, mm-hmm. about these doctors or not even doctor but they're like they're um yeah, I yeah it's they, like a, uh, it's like an interview about like uh, disease and stuff like, like that, like the like flu and, and stuff. stuff like that. Um, but it's really uh, it's a it was a really good just like placement setting for what the yeah. audience is about to see. Like everybody that's played the video game understands what's coming, but for people who haven't played the game have no idea what The Last of Us is. I felt like this was such a great way to explain what the fuck is about to happen how to set up the world right yeah, yeah you yeah. set up the world right in in in, in, in such a simple way mm-hmm. and then what better casting for that role um than um the uncle from the mummy i keep forgetting his name i feel so bad i i, I have okay warning to everybody out there watching i am terrible with a lot of actors names as you could already tell by my two fuck-ups already um but he's the the uncle from um oh John Hannon, John Hannon played this uh researcher who was pretty much explaining like hey, you know viruses we we've been hanging around with them forever, 
what's what's the one thing that's going to get us fungus yeah mm-hmm. and the only way it's going to do that is if the temperature of the planet rises i know so it's kind yeah. of like, all, like all global warming kind of thing yeah um but i'm while we review the show i'm probably gonna keep my knowledge of the game tied to based on what we see in the episode just in case if anybody out there that hasn't played the games because there, there's a lot mm-hmm. of people that haven't i don't want to yeah. kind of start going off into spoiler territory because this show is going to be very <laughs> knit close to the main beats of this whole story so when they came up when craig and neil and a lot, everybody all the writers were tr- trying to figure out um how to produce a show they came up to the big huge plot hole that only kind of works in video games where in the video game last of us uh the disease that kind of gets put around was done by spores which is an airborne you know infection in the real world if this was to be spread around by spores everybody would be infected immediately right and that can't happen and the only other thing that do is everybody has to wear a gas mask on for the rest of their lives and that's not going to make for a good show i mean fuck pedro pascal did is doing a fantastic job as the mandalorian but i don't Mm. think everybody wants to see an entire cast with people in gas masks being like all right ellie we need to go we need to go north you know um so they made the change where it's just kind of like somewhat similar to like how regular zombie things are but it's like it's the fungus takes control of the person and they get infected and they start to mutate and the fungus takes over and its main goal is to infect other people to pretty much just make the fungus spread and grow right mm-hmm. it was a good pivot for sure good, and you know what's so funny is everybody's like oh you know it's like of course it's hollywood of course you're not going to pay people to wear masks no but i i think genuinely it solves a a problem that like obviously yeah of course nobody's going to want to wear a mask around and stuff like yeah. that but i thought it was a good pivot i thought it made sense it didn't just detract or change anything about it like yeah okay cool yeah, yeah. fungus all right cool you know whatever yeah because when you think about it it's like if if this was spore if this was spore spread the moment they take off their gas mask, they're fucked already because the spores are all over their fucking clothes and mm-hmm. like hair. Mm-hmm. In the video game world, you know, fuck it, you know, we don't need to care about that. But like in, in like a TV show type setting, it's like you kind of have to play within like the world of realism, especially for shows like this. So I thought that was a perfect entry point and like explanation. It's like, hey, this is how the world works. You know, this is what's going to be happening. It's like, all right, cool, we're in it. Yeah, because otherwise it'd be like title credits. Joel breathes in <gasps> credits, like, <laughs> like that's exactly, it. Exactly, that's all you get. Yeah, um, that would accelerate that shit. So, you know, we're we're kind of in this pandemic, post-pandemic, real world. How do how do you guys feel about these kinds of things now? Like, do you like about pandemic esque type shows, like something like this? Does it affect you in any way different? Do you view it differently? Do you consume this type of content differently? Do you not, or do you just not let it kind of affect? Like for me, it's like, oh man, like pandemic. Oh, like oh, we've been there, you know that kind of stuff. Does it does it change your guys' opinion about anything? Being as if you know, we were just in a world where you couldn't touch each other, you had to be 
separated from each other and stuff like that. Oh, this is not a political. This is this is not political, by the way. I I hundred percent support yeah. a lot of science and science data driven things, but I just you know some people are like, ah, I'm not gonna get into it. You know, people. We we we've been through it for the past three years. It's all it's all right. Um, Still ongoing. But Joel, uh, I'll let you answer first. Um, I think for me, uh. There's even like media we've been consuming for a while, and they'll reference something like, "Oh, like uh, I forget I was watching." It's like, "Oh, there's gonna be a chemical pandemic outbreak." I was like, "Oh, that's a little <laughs> that hits home a little differently now." Um, I think um, it makes me a little wary now, but I-, I can understand like depending on when it's released. I can understand like now, I think if it's released around this time, it's like commenting on what happened and re- how we handled it. Um, anything before they totally didn't like consider, but it's still, it's kind of funny. Like, oh, little did we know. That's you, always what's in the back of my head. You know what this conversation? You know what? You know what? Me? You know what movie this? This is conversation is actually meant for is the Glass Onion. That's that yeah. that this pandemic conversation is perfect for that movie. So we should yeah. save it definitely for that bit. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, like for me, like <clears throat> like I watched the movie Contagion with Jude Law and Gwyneth Paltrow like a couple of weeks before the pandemic started in 2020 and I was like what oh, the fuck, fuck? <laughs> like, <laughs> oh no yeah I was like this is crazy yeah I um... think though in terms of last of us it it's kind of I guess it's like almost well timed in the worst way but it's it's still commenting on what we've been through what we're going to go through and yeah. how it affects us and I think the number one thing, though, is, like, this happened before, and I guess we forgot or whatever. Like, I, I don't know. It's just crazy to think that history repeated itself kind of in the worst way. And hopefully it won't repeat itself in another thir- 20 years as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's just crazy, like, a lot of it. Like, it's, again, same people were fighting against masks, hooked up to machines, wearing masks around. And I think with this, it's it, it just it hits a little harder than I think it, it would have ha- had we not been through a global event, hmm. I don't know. What about you guys? Um, I feel I've I've heard some people talk about like this, like topic about the show, and I felt I kind of agree with the fact that I think this year, like being like twenty twenty three, I think is like the first year where things of this nature can be like touched upon again, like without it, yeah without it being too close to home and being too like weird because we we finally have gone through like our first year of like kind of being like out and about again you know being like 2022 and and shit like that um still living with it but i think it kind of feeds into what the first um researcher was talking about where it's like We've been like the humanity has been fighting viruses and like pandemics like this throughout the centuries, and it's not going to be the, f- it's not going to be the first time. It's not going to be the last time. But then, mm-hmm. when John Han's character points out, it's like, hey, but there's some types of fungus out there. Watch out, because if they start to fucking evolve and mutate, we're fucked. There's nothing you can do. And it's like, nope, it no just, cure, nothing. It's like so. I feel like having it be like this time now for having the show release it's like we all understand the severity of what a like viral pandemic can be so to even think oh fuck there's something even bigger and worse that could happen 
like sets up the like the tension and the the suspense of like what's about to happen like following that scene um another thing i want to kind of kind of praise them for at least for this episode is that um being as it is a video game adaptation there are things that they're gonna have to add or subtract to kind of make the show work properly and i think what they did in lieu of you know the video gamey parts of last of us like because in the video game we play as joel for pretty much the whole time and there's a lot mm -hmm. of like video gamey shit in it between cutscenes and stuff like that so you can't have that in a show at least not in a mm -hmm. good show and so what they did was that they um from what i've read from interviews is that they were able to take ideas that they kind of were thinking about while making the game that they couldn't add in because of how a video game works mm -hmm. so this was like the perfect opportunity for them to like expand on certain ideas and certain characters that they couldn't focus on because you are the main character playing as joel where now it's like okay well for like the first half an hour or so we get to see like the day the day of like break like breakout day or outbreak day yeah as sarah the, his daughter mm -hmm. and so like oh shit this was actually really cool because in because in the game you start out on that night of the outbreak so yeah. you don't get to spend the day seeing what sarah is doing throughout that day right and so it was really cool to kind of see slowly things are starting to kind of be putting into place for this event to happen and it's like things are starting to like get a little kind of like weird and the signs are like showing up where it's like oh something's not right something is happening mm -hmm. here um also uh wild that they changed the date of when outbreak day happened because in the video game it happened in 2013 mm -hmm. so they moved it back to uh, 2003 for the show mm -hmm. and it was pretty wild to actually see them accurately like depict 2003 again because like just like the little things that you can like notice were like um sarah was at school and they had a picture of uh, a bush up, yeah. on the, up on the wall and joel's cell phone is that fucking nokia oh brick. i know i saw that and with the like, little plastic cover yeah <laughs> i was like god yeah. damn. plastic leathery cover it's like oh fuck that's great um it's like so perfect. let me tell you i had to rewatch it a couple times like i had like i was on tiktok scrolling after and i did not catch the, the scene where uh, sarah's helping her neighbor and it's like focused in on sarah and then you look in the background and you see oh the, oh, her yeah. neighbor like like starting to like turn yeah. or whatever. Yeah. I did not notice that on my first watch. I was like watching something on TikTok and she, they were like, "Did you notice?" And I was like, "No, no, I didn't the notice this." The the moment the moment I saw her start to move, I was like, "Oh fuck, are they gonna like do it now?" <laughs> it's like it was such a fucking yeah, yeah great example of like it was it was the telltale signs of the shit going that's on. that's also you know them being able to add the these moments that they weren't able to add in the video game really adds to the tension of it all right because you just kind of don't know when it's going to happen you know like it's all kind of ominous and then like she wakes up she's like startled because a bunch of shit is going on and it's like whoa like all of a sudden right. all hell's broken loose 
Right. That's the shit to hit the fan. Yeah, exactly. Yep. And I don't know what it is, but I'm a big sucker for like, like, so, all right, so let's get into it. So, you know, they're driving through town. Joel's picked up Sarah. They're like, let's go, let's go, let's do this, whatever. They're moving into town, and you just see, like, the planes, like, one after another. Like, they're just, like, in yeah, line, like, yeah. coming down. I was like, that just, like, that it was... looked so intense. Like, it was yeah. so crazy to see it that way. That was a very nice touch because, from what I remember, I don't believe that was a thing. Um, if you guys remember, like, they are driving into town, right? And then they almost get hit by a truck as they're mm-hmm. driving the intersection, yeah. right? In the game, they get hit by a truck, and that's what happens. So the whole thing with all the airplanes falling out of the sky, that was completely new and different. But it was such a great touch because it it was it added on to the, to the severity of the like the moment. Yeah, even in the beginning where you see them back to back at first, I was just thought I was like, no, no, this is some bad fucking foreshadowing. And then of course later, as you see, you said we just see that one plane just goes down. I was like, fuck. Yeah, that was that oh, was intense, yeah. man. Like that was again tension building. Just all you feel. I want to rewind a little, just uh mm-hmm. Oh yeah, sorry, back. sorry, sorry. No, no worries. Just just a moment uh that vindicates me a little. Uh so <laughs> when he picks up Sarah, right, and he, she's trying to get away from the old lady who's turned, and what I thought was really fascinating is they've already showed like there's like a set a sign, like there's stuff coming out of her mouth that shows she's clearly not okay. Yeah. But there's that moment Joel just has that wrench and fucking like kills her on the spot. I was like fuck but um it was crazy because it didn't really stop her, as we see because someone named denise is like joel what do we do and he's like get back in the house denise Denise, of course <laughs> does not listen to a joel uh listen to your joels anyway so it's just if you didn't notice that marcelo um when they're driving away denise is checking in on the husband and you see them both get up and they like oh form denise. shit really they, they, they attack yeah. her denise it's so done. small but it's like, oh shit, because like, you're 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 already like feeling the moment of when he kills whatever, or you think he kills the uh, the old lady, right? But really, really small. Going away, you see Denise like gets attacked again, or get the the old lady comes back and attacks Denise. So and there's oh man, it's just the 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 rising like tension of everything like going to shit is just oh, and mm-hmm. it's just really well done in that that intro sequence, right? Uh, the second intro sequence. Bruh, and the fucking the fucking sound of that wrench, the sound oh. the sound design in this show is top notch. <laughs> yeah, um, you hear all the clanks and the clungs and fucking everything. It's so Fuck. good. It, it has to be good for like a zombie post apocalyptic kind of show, you know. It, it, and it it's believable. It, it, they're selling it. Oh man, what a just what an intro! Just like, and it's cool because you kind of get the POV shot, you know, driving in the truck, kind of like oh, we did yeah, in the game, yeah. kind of seeing what's just going like on, the game. just yeah. like the game, right? And then they get uh, into the accident, they get out, you know, and uh, Sarah's hurt, you know, Joel's picking her up, trying to walk with her, and you know they run into the alley, and you see the dude look up, and they're like, "Oh fuck, here we go." That yeah. dude's for me. What it is is the speed of these things. These guys are not like so, you know Walking Dead. Like uh, you kind of like hell no. You could like power walk past one and be fine. You know, like you'd be miles ahead of them. So 
one thing I appreciate about The Last of Us is that they're like zombie like characters. They're all different. Yeah. So the one so yeah. the ones that we saw this episode, those are called runners. And they're yeah. what you think like they are the freshest of infected people that have full primal instincts like locking in like they're just sprinting ahead trying to catch as many people as they can mm-hmm. and they are like some of the most terrifying things because they're they're just like quick and agile and they just fucking run at you and you see they, they don't care about what they run into because they'll just get back up and keep chasing you until they get you shout out to that stunt guy fucking running into everything at like 30 miles an hour it, oh like, yeah damn, fucking pay ate, that guy fucking they ate it on the counter it to me. yeah it's like fuck anyway Keep going. I just want to say that that so, guy. You know, we, we get outside. You know, he's still holding her, and then we run into the army man. Which I mean, we we because we've all we've all had experience with the game as far as watching it. We kind of know what what's coming. But I told you guys yesterday, like I knew this. I knew what was going to happen. I knew that it was coming, and it still wasn't any easier to watch it. It's just so brutal because. I guess it's from 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 my standpoint. It's like, you know, of course they're going to do this. Why why would they? You know, of course they they don't want this to spread. Uh, of course they're going to do that. Um, and so, you know, the army man is instructed to kill them. Right? She's hurt, but they don't know what type of hurt, so they're not going to take any risks. Um. So, you know, they get shot, or at least she she takes the brunt of it for sure, and uh, you know, and then we see what happens. You know, unfortunately, she we don't get much time with Sarah in this. We we get more than we did originally, which is great. Yeah. but still, like, like Nico. Parker, the issue with that is we grew attached. I grew yeah. attached to that girl, and like, mm-hmm. like I was like, oh, here we go. Oh, and see, and see the. The thing about this scene, because we all knew it was coming, but the make or break of that scene is the interaction between Joel and Sarah. Um, mm-hmm. So, Nico Parker fucking did a tremendous job for the, the amount of time that mm-hmm. she they, she had as this character. She fucking knocked it out of the park. Like she mm-hmm. was completely like just the character. Like she was Sarah in in this yep. thirty minutes of time, and then. Oh God! Like the the thing that kills me is when when Joel's like holding her, and then it gets to the point where like oh you know she's dead you know she's mm-hmm. and then she's like oh come on baby girl come on baby girl that that's the that's the moment I was waiting for because that's the moment in the game I was like fuck dude that fucking hits and it still fucking hit they did mm-hmm. such a good job acting that scene it's fuck yeah it was good. Um, I'm just wondering for people who haven't seen it, how much that was like, like how much that impacted people from, you know, just like that's totally like bomb after bomb, you know, and then like boom, and just you're just gonna like, I kept thinking about it, like watching, like they're just gonna show how fucking jaded Joel will become and affect literally everything he does, uh, going forward. They said it in like the after show too, but just like, god damn, like. Oh fuck! <laughs> it's just so good, so so oh, so heavy. So um, powerful. Before we kind of move on from like the 
the prelude, I guess we will call it. Um, I, w- I also want to give one more shout out to uh, Gabriel Luna. I don't know what he did preparing for the role of Tommy, but he literally just embodied the character. Not only just in mannerisms and just acting like it was kind of weird because he actually literally started sounding like Tommy. Like, yeah. Um, fuck me. I'm going to. Uh, I can't remember the name of the voice actor for the Tommy in the game. Uh, Jeffrey Pierce, it says. Je- Jeffrey Pierce. Holy shit! Like I like he, he sounded like Tommy. It was wild and out of control, and it's kind of I was kind of sad that we, for him, we also only got him for that small period of time as well. But we're definitely gonna be getting because now you know this episode Joel's now on the search to see like what happened uh, to Tommy, and we'll we'll talk more about that later. But I just wanted to kind of give him like his flowers for this episode since this this is also kind of like the last time we see him in this episode. Like goddamn Gabriel Luna Gabriel Luna just does a fantastic job in his role. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> that thing happens and then now it's twenty twenty three. We've pat we've now gone twenty years into the future post Sarah's death. And now everything is you know, all these cities are now you know, have giant walls up. We see this little child coming up to the door, gets brought in, gets scanned. That was so heartbreaking. Uh, listen, man, that kid was probably around my kid's age, maybe maybe a little older. So, <clears throat> again, hard thing to deal with. That she's like, how would you like all of your toys and this and this and that and this and this and then and then cut to pile of burning bodies like ugh, oh, yeah, rough. that was um, did you guys notice the sign that they showed as they were willing the kid in no so what I love is it's just more world building where it was a a timetable of the spread of infection based on where you got um, infected at so it like said like kind of like head to like upper body it was like five to ten minutes until full infection mm-hmm. um oh right right the, like, the time the breakdown of the time yeah like arm like arms torso was like maybe like 20 25 minutes to like half an hour and then like foot or leg was like you know a couple hours to like a day yeah until full infection and i was like Fuck. And like the first thing we kind of see is that the kid has that nick on it on his leg. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh shit. Yeah, it's like, oh. It's like, wow. you know, it's coming. You know, you know, it's coming, but it's just like neat because we never, I don't, as far as I know, I don't know if they put in any of the extra kind of like world building like um, notes from the game. I don't think they ever really specified how long the infection process takes. So I just thought that was really interesting. Yeah, I mean, there's so much attention to detail in all these things, like all these props, all this background work, that you really do need to go and give it like a pass or two and kind of really pick it apart. Because 
Yeah, I mean, there's just so much to it. There's you get a lot of you get a lot of context just from watching the background in this mm-hmm. show, which is great. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that kid, fuck. Yeah, that that yeah that one. Oh man! All right, and then what happens next, guys? We're out in the we see the 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 police officer guy, right? The security officer. Well, meeting with Joel and change up some goods. Well, I just wanted to touch on the fire pit real quick. Yeah, um, go for it. Before we get that, but just what a what a way to show where Joel is at this point in the mm. show where, you know, everybody does like menial jobs throughout the the um the quarantine zone to get like ration cards so they can like get food and supplies and stuff like that. But like being the one that has to throw all of the bodies into the fire pit. And then the, the scene starts with this woman that's doing the job and then it gets to the truck and she's like, Oh, I can't do this. And then Joel and then Joel looks and it's the kid that we just saw. And he just like scoops him up, walks over the fire pit, just tosses him. It's like, this shows how broken Joel is after like 20 years of just stewing in, in that experience he had on break, out, outbreak day, it's like, oh fuck. Mm-hmm. And then leading back to what you're talking about, Marcelo. Yeah, so you know we meet up with Joel and we see him talking to the security officer, of course, doing some shady exchange of goods. You know, promises. You know, he tells him, "Hey, stay in tonight. Don't go out." The fireflies, which. I guess are like a like a resistance group against the 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 people who are like the the government or whatever, right? Uh, I guess there's just been a lot of activity with them being aggressive and violent and stuff like that. So, you know, he gets a warning, you know, stay inside, don't come out. All right, cool, you know. And then, um, uh, you know, gosh, I'm trying to remember. I need to rewatch this now because there's just so much happens, like. Uh, I forgot what happened after that because there's just too much going on. I feel like we literally saw a movie. <laughs> yeah, right. right. Yeah, and like I feel like we see uh, we see Tess right, like getting her yeah. ass beat. You know, yeah, Get, getting her ass beat and also apologizing, mm-hmm. <laughs> which was which was a weird combination. Mm-hmm. Right. So. Kind of oh. remember here. My so bad. if if I remember if I remember correctly, I'll let me pick it up for you a little. Cool, pick it um, up for me, please. Uh, we go to Tess, who has a you know three other men around her, and like you said, she's apologizing. She got her ass beat, but also she's kind of giving them a subtle warning, like, "Hey, you fucked me up," and they know that because they fucked her up. Like they're a little scared too, because if one person's gonna come back and kick the shit out of them, or worse, it's gonna be Joel. And she's like, you know what? It's okay. I'll cover you guys because she's like, you know, I kind of fucked up, but you know, I still need that car battery, right? And they're like, oh well, you know, just please, you know, because it seems like Joel's literally gonna like rip their head off uh, from what they're talking about. And it's a lot of, you know, they're going back and forth. There's some dialogue, and then just like literal boom, uh, there, there's an explosion. We, you know, two of the the henchmen are dead. One of them gets to leave. I think, and then like Tess is all fucked up, and uh, she like recovers from that. 
Okay. And it leads us to another segment where already the like the Boston police or whatever military, um, they're fighting uh, the fireflies. They're literally having a gunfight. There's a sniper saying, you know, you can't oppress us or whatever. And then like Tess is like caught in the middle a little. There's another police force coming to pincer. And she's like, I'm not with the fireflies. Fire, uh, fireflies. And like, they don't give a fuck. They're like, get on your knees. They pretty much incarcerate her, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, um, but just what an interesting way to introduce that character, especially um, the other dude, uh, Robert, who is pretty much the, the intro to game mechanics of The Last of Us, um, who kind of gets sidelined a little bit but i think probably for the best just because we don't need to see uh joel just kind of like fucking learning how to you know duck and weave <laughs> through fucking firefight combat i think that's perfectly fine um you imagine that like them just like like really like choppy like like the prompt it says pick up your remote and make joel move to the left it's like oh shit <laughs> Throw down the backpack, fucking make some bandages real quick. Um, <laughs> All right, yeah. and so then now they are Joel is trying to leave with Tess, right? To find, um, to find uh, uh, Robert. Robert, right? So they go. They're looking for a battery for their car, and the one that's been promised to them has is gone. It's been sold to the resistance to the Fireflies. And of course, you know, not too happy about it, a little upset, you know, as one would be in those situations. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, then we meet uh, Ellie, right? Yeah. Pretty soon after that. Yeah. That was... And they come and they come and ask her, you know, about her distinct wound and how she's just fine. The the amount of energy that um, Bella Ramsey. Bella Ram, thank you. I was th- I was trying to remember her last name, but like Bella Ramsey, just like embodying um, Ashley Johnson as Ellie. Because it's like it's like all right, count count up to ten. Like slowly, it's like five, six, seven, eight. Fuck uh, you. You. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, like, that's the Ellie I know. Ellie. <laughs> she's, she's pretty, uh, in the game, Ellie is pretty sassy, right? She's got, like, oh, yeah. she's got a nice bit of attitude, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, and no attitude was spared for for this show at all. Um, just a fantastic job. Also, it was really cool because this is a bit of ellie that we don't get to see yeah because we'll get to that scene a little bit ahead when they everybody kind of like meets for the first time but that's the first time you mm-hmm. see ellie so this is kind of more context being built upon that first meeting so it's like oh that's, that's interesting like the fireflies were actually kind of like holding her you know yeah. maybe like checking to see if you know it it was like a fluke and maybe she'll turn or something like that but just like the to have that first instance of Ellie just being like her, you know, you know, resistant, you know, foul mouth self is just like 
perfect. Yep. So tell me, Brian, what happens next? I think Joel, I think they try to go and get their battery back, right? I believe Am so. Because we, we, we kind of go a little bit back and forth between a little bit of Ellie and then we kind of saw um, Joel and Tess kind of make their plan. Yep. Um, and so, yeah, we finally get to see their plan start to enact. Like, okay, we're going to go find Robert, you know. We we found details of where like the drop is going to be for the battery, so we're gonna go kind of like surprise them. Mm-hmm. Um, and we and, kinda, uh, huh, we, we get to see a really awesome set piece um, when they start kind of sneaking their way underground to kind of get to like the the firefly and, layer. Uh, and we that's see, right. We see plastered on the wall just a at a commission clicker just kind of like all overgrown and on the wall and just uh it looks so ugly but also so like nice at the same time mm-hmm. you just kind of want to stare at it the whole time you know like right. we breathe it in a little wait <laughs> wait to see if it, if it if it jumps out at you yep that's right that's all you gotta do is just take a deep breath in you know and you're you're, you're one with them that's it you're on the winning side one with the fungus yeah so they get to the drop site and shit starts to go wrong for everybody, right? The Fireflies start attacking the Fedra. They all start getting on each other. Shit starts happening. Things are going crazy. And in the midst of all that, uh, Marlene gets hurt, right? Yeah. Oh, by the way, um, Marlene is the same person that acted as Marlene in the game. What? That's awesome. That's cool. She is. She is returned for her role. Um, I will give you a name in just a second. Um, Merle Dandridge. Merle Dandridge. Or uh, Merrill. Excuse repri- my pronunciation. It's all wrong, but reprised her role um, as Marlene, and it, it's fantastic. Um, I believe in an interview she took. Um, she said it was so surreal because thirteen years ago or so. Not 13 years, but all, all those years ago when the first game came out, um, she never realized that she would grow into the role to be played on film. Mm-hmm. And she literally just grew into the character to be in live action. It was like, oh, that's nice. Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, what a way, like, to to voice such a, you know, like, because if they're in two games and then to voice this person, all of a sudden you're, now you're also bringing them to life, like, on screen. I think that would be super cool. Uh, mm-hmm. That's a cool, that's a cool goal. I think for a voice actor, right? Oh, yeah. It's like uh, Bo Katan too with Mandalorian, right? Yeah, she literally voiced her and then got to be her. <laughs> you know, that's this is dope. Thanks, Pedro Pascal. Anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, and the tissues. She is injured, right? And um. Before that, though, there's a little interaction between Marlene and Ellie. Like, she kind of, like, starts to get Ellie's trust a little. She gives her things back and even gives her her knife. Because um, that's about to come up in a second. But, um, and she's like, why aren't you afraid of me? Because, like, you know, you got, you know, I can't kill you. You have, like, a very high purpose very soon. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, after they see that plastered uh, runner, they kind of make their way out with the secret door. Thought that was cool. And, no, they find 
like bodies already laid out. And of course the battery that they wanted, it's all fucked up. They they there's never a chance of them using it. Yep. And uh yeah, just the person they were looking for is already dead. And then um, you know, Joel and Tess, they see Marlene and her lieutenant, I forgot the name of. And uh they're about they're, everyone's like, What the fuck's going on? And of course we get our interaction. Uh Ellie uh tries <laughs> to stab the shit out of Joel and he just kinda like Pushes her out of the way against the wall, like wallops her, and uh, of course he's smart. You know he disarms her incredibly fast. He's like, "What the fuck is going on?" And uh, we just get a lot of like dialogue interaction from there, which is also seeing like where Joel's at too. He's like, "You know, I Marlene's saying, you know, I can guarantee you the things you want. You just got to take care of Ellie." He's like, I don't want to fucking do that. Like instantly, he's like, "No, I don't want this responsibility again." And even Ellie's like, who the fuck are they? You're already sending me with people I don't know? Like, there's like that dual, like, they're both like, what the fuck is going on to Marlene? But she, you know, she's injured. She's in no shape to go take Ellie. And, you know, with these promises, hopefully Joel will safely bring her to uh, another base and get all these things he wants. And, you know, Tess tries to up it, like, we get whatever we want. They're like, fine, whatever, you know, whatever it is to get you guys to actually do the job. So they accept, and then they're now they're trying to get out of the city. They're going through, they're going through, they finally get out, and... All right. Oh. You're forgetting one, one very good scene, because, um, of course, before they do it, they have to wait for nightfall. So what do they do? They just hang out at their like little apartment area, which... From the whole beginning of that kind of scene is a shot for shot, line for line, just complete same scene as in the video game. Like, like Joel, like laying back on the couch, is like, like, hey, what do you like? Hey, what are we gonna do? It's like, no, just gonna sit here and wait and just kind of you know them their first like interaction together like joel and ellie's first interaction together um and kind of like just a whole um a whole interesting thing they've done with like the whole radio where it's like um it's a secret transmission so depending on the era of music is a sign where it's like 60s is like nothing to report 70s is like hey we've got something and then ellie asks like hey what like what does the eighties like what does the eighties mean? And of course Joel's gonna be like, No, it's a secret, you're not gonna figure out and then like, you know, Joel takes a nap, wakes up, and he's like, Oh was, yeah, he's like, Oh, nothing much. Oh, there was um there was a message on the radio. There was a song that said, um, you know, before you go go and it was like, Of course it's like wake me up before you go go and that's an eighties song and Joel's like, Oh shit and it's like Gotcha. It's like eighty. The 80s means there's trouble. It's like so she just figures it out, you know, because she's just so sharp. She, right? she, she just fucks around so she can find mm-hmm. out things. That's great. Yeah, but it was it was so cool to see that interaction and how faithful like that interaction between them was. And it's like it's important because this is like the first time they actually like are alone and like they have to kind of like be together before like they go on their big adventure. Mm-hmm. A big adventure for sure. Oh yeah. So, time to go. They go out. They get to the city or whatever. They're escaping. 
And then right when they're almost all the way where they need to be, they run to that same Fedra officer who was like, yo, what the fuck? I told you to go. And then it goes crazy from there, right? Because they have to uh they have to do their infection checks, you know, he's doing his thing. And you know, what does she, does she stab him first? Yep. Yeah, right. Yep. She stabs Just him. <laughs> right, right, right in the leg. And then points the gun right at him. And then he starts getting those flashbacks, right? Those Sarah flashbacks. Yeah. yeah and he yeah. goes, he goes crazy. He just goes all out on this guy, fucks him up. Full Mando. Full Mando. Full Mando and his Grogu. He yeah. sees his Grogu. Full Oberyn. That's right. <laughs> Even with the eyes. I just want to say, like, that it was tense. And just the, again, seeing his little scanner when it goes red, I was like, oh. Buck. And it's like, how do they get out of this? And then this, how it evolves, and then those flashbacks, it sends him, and just that primal thing just takes over, and he just fucking kicks the shit out of him, and he's like laying his fist into his face. And it's just like, oof. That was, ugh. Just it's more heavy shit, and it's really well done, and of course, you know, it's just like, we gotta get going, you know? we Other people are coming on the way. Yeah. Of course, we have that nice, you know, they go, it literally says quarantine zone, you know, don't go here. You're going to be shot on sight. Of course, they all go in. It has this big, big fade out, right? And which is really cool because then the storm, storm starts. You see buildings like against each other, dilapidated, of course, which I can't wait to see when we get to that later if they do it. And then, of course, that, you know, another 80s song is playing on the radio, signifying the shovel, little Depeche mode. And then. What a choice. The episode, what a choice. Right? So. Uh... <laughs> So he picks up the so just really fun really funny thing that I saw like you know he picks up the he picks up the the rifle. Oh, I don't yeah, know if you guys yeah. have seen First the videos gun. where he was like where he was like what the hell man I waited three quarters of the game before I got the rifle. Like, <laughs> <laughs> hey man, it's, but uh, it's not his fault that he got the uh, deluxe edition day one. Right? That's right. That's pre-order. that's what happens. That's what happens when you pre-order. <laughs> yeah, and. um I don't know about you guys, right when it ended, I was like, fuck, that was like, I literally wanted to say, I really wanted episode two right there. Like that. Yeah, I know. I, I, I wanted at least two episodes of this. I wanted to, yeah. like, I wanted to stay in it, but, you know, now we got to wait another so, week. So, do you want to hear a wild tidbit? What's up? So, apparently, um, originally, this was going to be two episodes. It wasn't going <laughs> to, it wasn't going to be like the hour, like 80 minute. Um, episode that it was originally the first episode was going to end when Joel threw the body in the fire Fuck. that was going to be episode one. Oh, I don't know I don't think that would have worked I don't think Which it would have gotten the same response didn't do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. but still it's just wild um, another thing since you guys didn't mention it did you guys notice at the very end of the episode that on the building tops, as the camera starts panning out, right? Did you guys notice the clicker that was there? Yeah. No. Oh, fuck. Where was it? On the it was left, in the so, building. So, yeah. so when the camera's panning out and the lightning is flashing, look on the left side, and there's a clicker 
standing on top of the building, kind of like, you know, doing its thing. And if you like listen really hard, you can kind of hear the clicker noise like going off. But it's just like, what a what a perfect way to like end the episode and be like, hey, they went they went out of the quarantine zone. They're fucking in the wild now. Mm-hmm. So hopefully next Sunday we'll be getting uh, some clicker action with that little tease. That, that look ahead, uh, it really solidified me that it, it's looking good. And, and the clickers and the cordyceps, all of them, they, I was worried they were going to look a little hokey. They, they look really clean, and I'm, I'm excited to see what the, the creativity they have for them and what they're going to have them do. Here's a couple crazy things that I'm seeing. Uh, so Matthew McConaughey turned down the role to be oh Joel. That'd be such and, that's an interesting choice. All right, Ellie. And then the other person, I mean, I can I can kind of I kind of see it a little bit, but and then the other person that was kind of in the in the realm of being Joel was uh Mahershala Ali. Which would have been interesting. Yeah. That would have been interesting. And they were also thinking about doing like Maisie Williams as uh Ellie, but she was by the time they started production, she kind of just aged out a little bit too much. But I just thought that was interesting. Imagine watching this, but like through the lens of like Matthew McConaughey. Now, come on, Sarah, we have to get out of here. I think oh, Mahershala wow. is, is a little too cool. Not that he would do a great job. I think he's, it, I'd be too distracted. He's like, it's like, man, this is, <laughs> he's too clean in this post apocalyptic. Like, oh, <laughs> oh man, it's Blade. Right, <laughs> that's where my brain goes. <laughs> Shit, blades here. <laughs> no, no, Pe- Pedro. Pedro is great for this. I think he's a great oh, fit. Yeah. I, I can't wait to see what what comes next. Oh, uh, I can't wait to. I can't wait for our next our next touch base on this show. I'm sure we'll probably give it a couple more episodes, but yeah, just really want to talk about episode one. Oh, there's yeah. there's so much to talk about. There's like I feel like we could probably like nitpick this whole thing whole way through and not nitpick in a bad way just like there's so much stuff so much detail yeah i think i need to go so now i need to go back and rewatch the episode i probably need to rewatch the uh, a let's play of the first game and then just kind of like get re-immersed into it let's play it soon (laughs) that's what you can do yeah shit hey did you brian did you finish last of us two on stream no Aww. I I was I was at that point where I was like, I'm getting too like focused into the game that it would just be a it would just be a terrible stream to like watch. But um watching this episode made me really consider going by uh Last of Us Part One for the PS5 and just yeah. play, just play it again with that new re- that new remake up new, new. up res. Get it on that 4K. Oh yeah. But uh, I forgot to say it but when uh right when the first time sarah and joel get separated from tommy i felt like that was a video game i was like man joel could have went around to tommy but that was like true cutscene separation Fucking <laughs> like police car just rams in right i was like oh, conveniently they're cut off okay it's not perfect <laughs> it's not perfect i know it's it's my moment yeah, the, right the attention to detail is top notch and just like the what 
I think sets this apart from a lot of other adaptations, um, at least adaptations that are intentionally trying to like mimic the games that they are based off of. This one doesn't feel like it's trying to um, be too glad handed with all of like the references and stuff like that. It's not trying to um, trick you into like nostalgia baiting like every every choice i felt like they made like felt like it was the natural right choice for this episode you are know? we gonna get crash bandicoot uh easter eggs in this oh then you know nathan drake is probably gonna fly in you know <laughs> parachute <in>. like whoa fredos <laughs> <laughs> like, is gonna show up i heard you needed help <laughs> but like what what kind of set me in the mood is like, okay, they're actually really going for it. Um, when they get in the truck to try to drive away, right? And we get into that 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 Sarah perspective in the truck, which was great because they kept that the whole entire time, which is straight from the game. But when they drive by that burning house, it's like, oh man, oh, that yeah. was that was Jimmy's place. I remember it so vividly from the game because that same exact thing happens. You drive by, yep. you see a burning house. And when I saw that, I don't know why it was just that scene in particular, but I was just like, shit, they're fucking going for it. They're, yeah. they're, they're really f sticking to their guns with this. I was like, all right, let's. I'm invested. Let's go. Do you think we're going to get. Uh, I just feel like so much to get through, but I don't think they're going to be able to do the game in one season, huh? That's their plan. They're gonna do the whole game in one season. So they're gonna, uh, their whole goal is to do part one in season one. And damn. They're gonna get to part two. Now whether. Oh that, no. Now, they didn't say that season two is gonna be all of part two. So, the idea going around is that maybe part two will be divided up into two seasons. So like two and seasons two and three will be part two. And then from there, who knows? Because um, apparently we're spo we are eventually going to be getting a part three video game down the line. So who knows what's going to happen? That's the one thing I'm kind of worried about because I hope they don't go too far with this show to the point where they kind of pull a Game of Thrones where they start doing more than what the games yep. like give, you know? Yeah, so they are saying, yep, first season will cover the first game and the DLC for the first game. Oh, you know what? Actually, that's true because they already kind of mentioned it. In the scene where Marlene and um, and Ellie were talking, Marlene brings up Riley, who is a character from the DLC right? that Ellie meets. So that would be interesting I... to see how they kind of tie that together. It would, it would, yeah, and then they were saying that part two would require more than one season. So, mm -hmm. which Sick. I don't, yeah, I don't remember part two very much. I need to go rewatch that game and see what happens. There's a lot that happened. <laughs> a lot. I honestly yeah. don't remember the intro of one, so I think that it felt super fresh to me. Oh, nice. Watching it again, so even the the whole intro sequence, I was like, "Fuck, this is great," but. It didn't ring a bell for me at all. Um, Fuck. You know what I love? 
I'd love to get some of our friends that have no idea what The Last of Us is and just have them watch the episodes and oh, see be what sick. they think. All that's right, like, Joel. You know what we're doing this weekend? <laughs> Start us memory and be like, hey, let's wash it down with Last of Us. What a fucking hard pivot from fucking Gundam being Top Gun to fucking Last of Us. Did you say Top Gun? Stardust Memory is just basically Gundam Top Gun. Um, oh, I thought you said we're watching. Were we watching Maverick now? <laughs> I, it was good. I don't know about making everyone watch it. Um, <laughs> I, I will say uh, we were trying to pitch it to some of our friends last night, and uh, I, I would just I just want everyone. I I just I think this show more than most. I actually want a lot of our friends to actually see it. Like I'll say, yeah, Mando is great. You know, I love it and whatever and everything else I've been watching. But this show actually makes me want to like you should watch it even more than House of Dragon and Rings of Power, which I thought were phenomenal last year. And I was like, check it out, you know, if you can. But this one, I'm like, please watch this show. Like, already. Stop what you're doing and watch yeah. it. But I mean, we're also, you know, one episode in. We we joked last night, like, it's going to totally shit the bags and do some Rambo shit, you know, next episode and totally like, hey, what's up, Cordyceps? be a little fun you know it's like <laughs> i i don't think they're gonna do that though I, I just based on the tone already i'm very hopeful you know um uh and i i just want to segue into like i mean i was gonna say what do you think your expectations are gonna be for sure i honestly like already going to that question like i think they're already they're, they're gonna be met like and more it's on this first episode you know if 100%. i'm wrong damn but 100 percent I think it's in good hands. I think they have a good game plan. I, they're not in it to make nine seasons out of it. Like, they want to tell the story, and then they're good with being done, and I, I appreciate that, because, again, we've been in a lot of situations where it doesn't need that many seasons, or why are you trying to stretch it out, bro? Like, it's over, you know? Mm -hmm. So, you know, that was episode one, guys. And, like I said, I can't wait to talk about this again as more episodes get in. Oh, hell yeah. And uh, hell yeah. yeah, this was awesome. Yeah, I can't wait to see more. Yeah, same. I just want to, I just want to uh, shout this out real quick, not a sponsor or anything. But if anybody watches this episode, go listen to the Last of Us podcast, um, hosted by uh, Troy Baker, who is the original voice of uh, Joel from the video game. Really cool. Listen, um, he has he had Craig and Neil Druckmann on um, the first episode just to talk about the first episode in more detail. Now I'll kind of leave it off with this, um, which I think is a perfect explanation of what the show is. Um, Troy says, "Don't think, don't think of it as a adaptation of a video game. Think of it as a companion to the video game." And I totally agree. Totally, yeah, I can definitely see that. Now, is this the companion podcast that, that says, listen to the companion podcast on HBO podcast or whatever? Is that the one you're talking about? Yeah, it's just The Last of Us podcast, and you can just listen okay. on, on YouTube. Cool. It's, I'm going to check that it's, out. It's an audio-only podcast, but I, it's, a, it's a really good listen to. If if you enjoy those like HBO like after-episode little like sneak like behind-the-scenes things, this is like an hour-long podcast for each episode, kind of like The Talking Dead, where it's just they'll have guests on every week that are from the show, and they'll just talk about all the behind-the-scenes stuff. It's a good listen. Cool. All right. 
And with that, guys, I think we're wrapping. Uh, Joel, where can we find you online if we want to check out some of your fungal content? Ugh, that oh, sounds gross. Oh, oh, no, never mind. Couldn't make it halfway through that sentence. <laughs> oh, no, I couldn't even finish it. Where can we find you at, Joel? Acoustic <laughs> Avenger on Twitch, Mad Mick Monster Mine on TikTok, Spotify, SoundCloud. Where can we find you, Marcelo? Well, you can find me on uh, Twitter at M90Plays. And that's it for now. What about you, Brian? Where can we find you? Well, you can find me on YouTube and Twitch uh, at Brian Saber, as well as um, Twitter and Instagram at Brian underscore Saber as well. And with that, guys, thank you for letting me be your Joel today. Thank you for letting me be your shepherd. And with that, guys, keep on nerding. Don't fuck this up, HBO. Don't fuck this up. When in the dark, look for the light. Yeah, fuck this up.